feeling stuck sucks. It's disempowering. We feel isolated. And we may make decisions that don't serve us or our loved ones. Your coaches, Lada and Ryan, are here to help. Together, yes, that includes you. Let's get unstuck. This is the Fitwall Fusion Podcast. Hi and welcome to another episode of Fitball Fusion with Lotta. I have a guest today. It's Michelle Hill from Australia. It was a bit hard to get us together, but we've managed so that we could share Michelle's story of how she summit, no, do you say summit? Climbed no. Mount Everest to base camp, but I'll let you do the talking <laughs> um, just to briefly introduce you, um, what you do, and then we'll hop into the story, what, what happened there. Okay, well, thank you, Lata. Um, it's really nice to be here. And yeah, as I said, sometimes juggling time zones is not the easiest thing in the world, but um, it can be done. It can be done. Um, yeah, thanks for being here. <laughs> no, um, and um, yes, you're right. Um, seven years ago, I did a trek to Everest Base Camp, which is probably one of the um, pretty much most out there things that I've ever done, um, particularly as when I decided to do it, I'd not ever actually done much trekking before. So it was a complete 180 for me. And it was on the on, on the back of several years of uh, starting to wonder, you know, is this it? Is this all there is? Why am I not feeling like? Life is great when, you know, on the surface it looked okay but not. Um, and then I, about 10 years ago, I split up with my son's dad. Um, and you know how you think, like, okay, that's the big problem and once I fix it, like, my life will be fine again. Um, it's a little bit like when people decide, you know, um, that they need to move to a new location or lose weight or get fit that somehow or other if you change that one thing in your life that magically the rest of your life is going to be fine. And not unsurprisingly, um, I still found myself thinking, well, really, you know, why, why, do I, why do I not feel like I'm, you know, enjoying what I'm doing and why do I feel like I'm still a bit trapped in my life? And I kept seeing these ads pop up um, on my um, social feed and different things like that for this trek to Everest Base Camp. Um, and it, as I said, it, was, it wasn't even something that was, you know, how some people have it on their bucket list or, you know, have thought about for years and years, this is what I want to do. And I, it just kept popping up. And then one day, like, I read the itinerary and I thought, ah, oh, that would be pretty hard to do. <laughs> So, so then I went ahead and bought it. <laughs> and, oh, I um, love the connection there that this is hard. And then you're like, yes, I'll, I'll yeah, buy this. This is um, awesome. And it was, yeah, and I think that, you know, there was that, that little, that part of me inside that was saying, you know, if you don't do something really different, nothing ever, is ever going to change. 
And I guess this was about as different as you could think of. It wasn't that I was unfit and a complete couch potato, but I'd never actually really done any proper hiking or trekking before. Um, but I tell you what, it's pretty motivating when you put your money down and you say, yes, I'm going to walk for 14 days and get to this altitude and do all of this and all of a sudden you realise you might have to get a lot fitter and you might have to figure out what gear you need and all that sort of stuff. So mm, it was interesting. That's that's really great and uh, funny timing actually because I saw a big uh, fitness icon, I think you call it, uh, do a similar thing and I was a bit familiar with how hard it was and how how challenging it actually is for the mindset. So yeah. I'm wondering now in retrospective, what would you think, could you like pinpoint what was lacking in your life? Other, because it was obviously not the things that you just mentioned. Yeah. Um, but what was it really? I, I, think, I think really fundamentally I was also uh, wanting to actually prove to myself and also to others that you're never really too old to do anything um, and that, you know, it, 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 that shouldn't be a barrier to what you do because when I, when I actually bought the ticket to go there, so that would have been 2014, um, how old was I then? So I was 56 then. So, you know, I think there was that little part of, you know, in the back of your mind there going, oh, you, you've missed the boat, you're probably too old, like what's the point of changing because it's like now you're getting older and blah, blah, blah. But, um, yeah, I think and and it was also, yeah, just just doing something like so radically different and the whole mindset thing didn't even really occur to me until I got there. <laughs> I thought, oh, this is going to be hard. <laughs> um, so because I was so busy thinking about, you know, like I had to go and buy the right gear and, you know, I went to, I went to a shop to, you know, where they sell like hiking boots and all this sort of stuff and literally said to the lady in the store, um, okay, um, I need to buy some boots And she said, sure, like, what sort are you looking for? And I went, um, something to wear to basket. <laughs> But, yeah, when I, when I actually got there, there, there was two interesting things about the whole process because, you know, I guess I hadn't really thought in terms of um, how tough it would be mentally and, that when you get, sometimes when you're in a situation like this, like when we were, I think it was on the third day in the afternoon where you walk uh, like up, 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 up to Namche Bazaar and, you know, about halfway through the afternoon, you know, the guide said to me, you know, are you okay? Like, you know, um, do you want to go back? And it was like, well, you know, we're on this like rocky track, it's still in the tree line and literally it would have been just as hard to go back as to keep going forward and then it was more about 
that's when I started just saying to myself, I can do this, I'm strong, I can do this, I'm strong. And eventually I got there. But the other flip side that I didn't realise would happen is that when when you do something like that, and I did an organised group with a guide and with porters, so they pretty much map out everything, organise the accommodation, you know, make sure everything flows and all that sort of stuff. So you get there and literally all you have to do each day is get up and walk. So it's not like, you know, normal day-to-day where you've got lots of decisions, you've got things to do, you've got to be here, you've got to be there, you know, oh, I meant to do this. Like there's none of that. It's almost like your mind just kind of clears away because, you know, the biggest decision is is what am I going to order for lunch or, you know, um, what, what will we, you know, what time will we get somewhere and things like that. But um, literally you're just walking during the day and you don't have to worry about anything or think about what do I need to organise because somebody else is organising it for you. So that was a nice that's, bonus that I hadn't hadn't even really realised would happen. But that's really interesting because on the one hand, it's so nice to be like, everything's taken care. The only, and I do that in big quotes because it's a big <laughs> thing, right? I only have to do the walking. Yeah. But then on the other hand, um, you know how hard it is for so many people to not have anything to think or worry about because that's inviting all the thoughts you might have not dealt with, there's mm. so much space all of a sudden to get them in your mind, right? Yeah. And earlier it sounded like you were ac- actually developing your own mantra, I'm strong, I can do this. And I bet you, I'm, I'm just assuming you can correct me after, that this just kept going in your mind to be like, I'm strong, I can do this. And then oh, you just absolutely. filled the whole space with that. Yeah. Yeah. But as I said, yeah, I, and it, it does give you that space to actually stop and think. And there wasn't so much like, you know, major issues came up for me to deal with. It was just I just really enjoyed having that space and the time to just, yeah, like literally be disconnected from everything. Because when when I did go in 2015, it was about six months after they'd had the big earthquake there so for a lot of the time, um, there was no Wi-Fi or no connections either. So um, that kind of made that whole, you know, we're, we're away, away, away kind of thing. So that time, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's very, very impressive. Was there any moment where you'd say your mindset would have gotten really to the test or was the biggest obstacle for you actually to to address this emptiness beforehand and then be like, okay, I'm doing this. And then afterwards you actually fall through easily. Or was there any flare-ups, any any other obstacles? I think really what it what it did for me was, as I said, it created that quiet space. When we actually got to base camp, there's that that whole exhilaration of actually achieving achieving your goal. And I think for me that that said to me, okay, it really doesn't matter what you do but love what you do and you know that whatever you choose 
if you can do this, basically you can do anything kind of thing. Um, and it's not like I came back and completely turned my life upside down, but um, uh, when I came back, um, my partner and I, we did decide to start an online business and I started making plan for, you know, when I would have my own business and eventually transition out of my job and, you know, all those sort of things. Um, and also what even hadn't, hadn't even really occurred to me, you know, all these things you don't think about beforehand was actually inspiring other people and being a role model for my son. Um, he's 20 now, so, you know, he was in his early teens. Um, and I, I guess that wasn't really the kind of thing that normal suburban parents just pick up and go and do. <laughs> so not really um, exactly everyone's cup of tea. So, you know, I, I hope that I you know, inspired him to go, okay, well, you know, you don't have to follow what everyone else does. You can choose, you can choose what you want to do. And I am watching him. Um, he he plays quite high level um, football, like proper football, like, you know, round ball. <laughs> um, and is studying sport and exercise science and fitting all of his stuff in together, like, and doing Essentially, what he what he's passionate about is going to be his career as well. So, you know, perhaps there's there's some some parts along the way of my journey that have rubbed off on him as well, which I, I like to think so. So, yeah, of course. I mean that that inspiring part is is really big. And mm. you're right. I don't have the stats in mind, but I read how many people um, went to base camp and then went higher and higher and then summoned it. It's not many, and we have a lot of people on this planet. So, mm. it whether it's not everybody's cup of tea, or whether actually that thought of doing something stops mm. most of us. I think this is really great, and that sounds like this was your biggest take as well. That you're like, wow, I can actually do something like this, and mm. I give myself a really big challenge, and I manage. Yeah. Um, so did you continue with that? Do you still like to challenge yourself a little bit to keep sort of like an edge or more? Well, I, I, I did actually go back to Nepal two years after I did base camp and I did another trek around a different part of Nepal through Annapurna Circuit, which goes up. Um, around about the same height, 5,300 metres is the high point through Thirongna Pass, and that was an 18-day trek. And, and that is it, it, that part, of the, the, part of the unknown is the altitude because once you get above, it's around about 4,000 metres where it really starts to impact on, on your breath and how much oxygen you can take in and whether you are actually going to get altitude sickness or not, which it's a bit like seasickness. You kind of don't really know until you go there how your body's going to react because, um, you know, I've heard of super fit people who, you know, they've just got altitude sickness and they've had to give up. Um, and even guides who've done the trek 20 or 30 times before, can go up another time and be completely unwell 
and literally until you get down below that 4,000 metre mark, um, you you know, you don't... Um, you don't get over the symptoms and you don't start to get well and, and a lot of people have to be, you know, if you do get that, you actually have to be evacuated out on a helicopter. Um, so I have done twice exploring beautiful Nepal. Um, and then last year, um, after all of our lockdowns and things like that, um, I, I started to think, hmm, wouldn't, wouldn't be bad to go back again, but then I wasn't quite sure. And this was after, you know, after doing Annapurna and, you know, staying in tea houses and roughing it and all sorts of things. Um, at the end of that, I thought, oh, no, that's probably it for me. I don't know that I want to do this sort of thing again. But then, you know, a couple of years later, you start to think, hmm, maybe, maybe, maybe. But I wasn't confident enough, you know, because in the middle of last year, who knew what was going to happen with borders and travel? And so I, I didn't book to go to Nepal, but what I have booked myself in for um, is this time next year I'll be doing a two-week trek in the centre of Australia, so in Northern Territory. It's called Lara Pinta Trail. Um, and it um, runs out west from Alice Springs, so right in the very centre. So that's more desert-like conditions there and a lot of uh, our Indigenous heritage and things like that. So, yeah, so the, the temperature on the news today was uh, it's like minus 2 and 14 out there at the moment, so <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be interesting. But it's also... Oh, wow. It's also very um, uh, good motivation to um, try and keep yourself moving and keep yourself fit because I know what it's like if you if you don't do the work and you end up in a doing something like this, you, your body pays for it, particularly the first few days where you're like, should have got up earlier, should have done more gym sessions. <laughs> so having that in mind you're not going to let yourself just go completely in the meantime because you no. know you always have to get back <laughs> on track so it it is actually good to have something in mind otherwise um it's it's just very easy and our nature to just be like yeah it's fine i, I can eat a bit do more it. i can do less yeah, than i can and, i can yeah. do it tomorrow i'll get up early tomorrow i'll do that extra stuff tomorrow um, and then you realise yeah. you've been saying that for four weeks and it's like, hmm, when was the last the time? famous I... <laughs> tomorrow. It was always tomorrow, right? <laughs> and um, so you you also now um, base your coaching on on this experience, right? So I, I think I remember this right. You're a mindset coach, correct? To a, cer to a certain extent. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I have um, many many, many years background in um, sales and corporate environment and um, a lot of business training and business skills. So I'm combining both of them uh, because really, particularly if you're running a small business, uh, mindset is so much of it and I, I think a lot of times and, and even... 
even for myself, when um, Tim and I started um, our online business six years ago, um, and again, that was that was a little bit naive as well. Like, oh yeah, let's let's do an online business. You know, we'll create this product and we'll build a web website, and they will come. Um, little did we know that we knew absolutely nothing about digital marketing and <laughs> running a website or anything like that. So sometimes I think the the and even when we we learnt the skills, there was still it was still like okay. We kind of sort of know what we're doing now. So how come it's not all working? And we actually joined a business and mentoring program for 12 months. My understanding was that it would be more around the skills training and, you know, how to get us doing stuff. And probably for a good 60 or 70% of the 12 months was all spent on mindset and personal development and that's given me a really good appreciation of literally how important that whole thing is and you know using you know some of the you know like I literally when I went to base camp I felt like I was you know learning mindset on the job like you know it it just got ingrained because I didn't have much choice but um, I think sometimes People forget um, with business and just in life in general. Um, even if you've got the right skill set, if it's if it's not supported by the right mindset, you, you're never going to implement, and you're not actually going to get to your goals because there's that ego inside saying, "No, you don't need to change. Let me keep you safe. You don't need to do that." Like, it's okay, you know, we don't have to do anything different. And, you know, that little voice that you you think is there helping you and it thinks it's keeping you safe, but really what it's doing is stopping you from changing. And changing to a version of you that is better equipped to do this task, right, to yeah. get out of the comfort zone. Yeah. Because yeah. we really always are about growing. Yeah. I think... Um, I always have these uh, thoughts in my mind, like quotes, and then I know as I'm saying them, they're not exactly like this, but to paraphrase it, yes. it's like the second you start growing, you're essentially dead. So it, like death is, or the, it's like the, not the opposite of growth, but that's really what, what's coming. Like yeah. If, if you're not growing, I've, evolving. I've heard something similar um, along the lines of the day you stop learning is the day you die. Yeah, which so is similar a, to that, a similar yeah. concept because we we still don't really understand how how well and how amazing our brain is, and the more that you learn and the more you understand, the more fascinating it becomes. But I, you know, what I do firmly believe is that you know if you don't keep act, active in terms of physically active but mentally active that's when the decline starts and and I see my my mum is 88 um so you know I look at her generation and uh you know she's she's a 
she's a young 88. Like she she teaches line dancing once a week. She plays bowls once a week. She has a card group that she goes to. She walks every morning. You know, she's she's just continually moving but keeping her brain active and keeping her social connections alive as well. And I see people similar age who, you know, literally in their head their life's over because they're old and they just have stopped and that that whole, oh, well, there's not much else left for me because I'm old kind of thinking. Yeah, so that, that going down a path you weren't quite expecting with that answer. <laughs> no, and thinking there's scarcity and you can't, and it's it's. I noticed that too. That whenever now I speak to coaches, we always talk about mindset. It's like the most important thing because mm. it sounds like it's the most inspiring thing that can get us really going, mm. but also the thing that can really hold us back because it. It seems if it's unchecked, unnoticed what it's going on, it really works against us. Oh, yeah. So um, what was, I don't want you to share like the whole 12 weeks course because <laughs> I know it's, it's most likely paid and um, it's also a bit too big. But like what was the most important lesson? Like how would you say to listeners, for example, how can they get their mindset uh, a bit more under control and working with them or for them? I think the most important thing is to be open, to open up your mind to new ideas, to new thoughts, and actually, you know, seek out and listen to people who have done what you want to do and they're successful or people who know how to help and support you, but also do your own do your own digging and do your own research and find, you know, find the stuff that resonates for you. Uh, like I enjoy, I enjoy learning and listening to, um, as I mentioned before, like some of the how the brain actually works and, you know, the the synapses and the myelination and the this and, you know, how emotions are actually produced and, be, like, because I have a, a science background from many, many years ago when I went to university. So for me, understanding how things work then leads me into more of that energetic spiritual side but somebody who's coming from a completely different perspective, you know, they might they might start at the spiritual side and then come towards more of the understanding. But yeah, just be open to anything. Yeah, and then beautiful things come. Then all of a sudden, you're Absolutely. like, I'm gonna walk up to Mount Everest. <laughs> I'm gonna trek up there. <laughs> Uh, and, and and I think yeah, everybody can make up their own version of that. Um, I think so because it, it is about um, and you know when I when I started my coaching business um, and you know my purpose for my business is to inspire business women to achieve their potential, and when I created my mission. Um, which is meant to be like my big, hairy, audacious goal. Um, my mission is, you know, in the next five years to have inspired 
10,000 women to reach their potential. And when I first started trying to create that, I had a much smaller number there. Um, and the coach I was working with kept saying, go bigger, go bigger, but go bigger. And I was like, but, 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 you know, how can I, how can I do, like, how, how can that be possible? Um, and, and she said, no, you don't, you don't start trying to figure out how you're going to do it yet. You, you, what you want to do is, is figure out what legacy you want to leave or what you want to do. And then once we figured out, okay, yeah, this is this is going to be the mission that I'm working towards. And then I started to think about it outside the box. Like, okay, if I want to inspire 10,000 women, that doesn't mean to say I physically have to coach or talk to 10,000 women. You know, if I inspire one listener of yours today to think differently or do something differently, and then they inspire somebody else and, you know, we create this ripple effect or, you know, in one, you know, if I do group coaching um, and I do eventually want to write a book and, you know, so you start to think about here are the different avenues that I can actually reach people, then inspiring 10,000 women all of a sudden doesn't seem such a huge mountain to overcome. So we'll see. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like from from your steps that you um that it just gradually got bigger. And at the beginning, you wouldn't have sat with ten thousand. You'd have been like, no, oh, big no. number. But <laughs> eventually, you go towards mm. it, right? And you see mm. the impact you have on the people you coach right now. Yeah. So it yeah. is it is focused on women and to inspire them to to get their business yeah um to grow it or to start it um well some people are still thinking about starting a business and some people have started but then you know they're not really sure where to go from there um but it yeah and everybody's idea of success and goals will look very different as well so um, I'm not a coach who says, oh, yeah, come with me and, you know, we can 10 times your income and we can do this and we can do that. And we probably can if that's what you want, but that's not what success looks like for everybody. So it is about deciding, you know, how do you understand the fundamentals of your own business and how do you understand what it is and what's your passion not what you think everybody else thinks you should do as well. So you're you're pretty much having them align with their own goal, their own idea yeah. of what their business looks like yeah. and be like, just go with this. Don't yeah. let everybody else talk you out of it or into something else. No, no, because as I said, if you if you spend too much time on social media, you get this warped idea of this is what success should look like and, you know, I should have this many people or I should be selling to this many people in my business or I should be doing this and I should be, you know, generating this much income every month and doing this and doing that. And you don't have to because, you know, like success for some people might mean 
you know, giving up their corporate career to, you know, earning maybe half of what they earned before but loving what they do and, you know, working less hours, spending more time with their family, you know, success looks like very different and it depends what stage of life you're at as well. You know, um, I've, I've always been fortunate even in my corporate where I've basically worked from home or from, you know, and I could set my own calendar and my own timetable which meant I was always available, you know, to go and stand on the side of soccer games and cheer on and, you know, be there. Um, and that's not so important now because my son's grown up. But, you know, 15 years ago it was super important to me. So when I set, if I was setting my goals then based on where I was in my life, they would probably look very different to what they look now. Yeah, so and I imagine as, I imagine you, you would be the same too. Oh, for sure. It really depends where you are in your life and what you value, right? And those mm. values can shift. And that's why I find it really interesting. It's yes, you focus more on business, but the 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 concept beneath is very similar in business than it is in life. Because mm. if you don't know where you're headed in life, let's say some core values. Some yeah. some things you really cherish, some smaller goals, some bigger goals, you're going to head aimlessly around. You're going to be like, where am I actually heading to? Same with the business, right? The yeah. business is all over the place. Yeah. And um, the internet is just as confusing as everyday life can be. It, it really needs more <laughs> skills these days to navigate it. Yeah. It's, it's confusing. Mm. Lots it, of um, it's influences. In, it's interesting that you should mention drifting. Um, I'm just finishing reading uh, Napoleon Hill um, and it's called Interview with the Devil or something like, I can't remember the exact, I'm terrible at remembering titles of books, but he's actually, the, the premise is him interviewing the devil and the devil says that it's easy for him to take over the minds of the drifters but the non-drifters are not available um, because they they think and they have their own ideas, whereas the drifters are just flowing along and it's easy to influence them and things like that. So just when you said drifters, it just sort of it sparked my attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, mm. it's it's a funny word, anyways, because mm -hmm. uh, I don't always use it. That's very true. And um, there there was another quote. I'm just going to start writing down my quotes. <laughs> I can be like, hold on, my quote book. Um, another quote about how um, we are, how we can only be free if we're more conscious of what's happening. And that sounds very similar, whether you, yes. um, you like that concept of the devil or not. But yeah. If, yeah, the people that don't know where they're going, they just follow the, the herd. It's it's harder for them to actually be free. It doesn't work. Yeah, the, the um, image the image that it conjures up for me is a stream with a leaf floating on it, and the leaf is just being, you know, whatever the stream decides to do, that's where the leaf goes, and that's what happens. That's the kind of visual that comes up for me. So, but yeah, it is. That's true, and uh, you definitely stepped outside of the mainstream box by <laughs> by doing this and. Um, 
was there a lot of like pushback from others was there more towards oh my god this is a great idea go for it or was there more like are you sure you're too are old you, due to that you are like, you crazy <laughs> the latter wasn't it <laughs> why why on earth would you do that and another one I got was oh my god you're so brave but it wasn't brave that they were they were impressed that I was happy to get on a plane and fly to another country by myself because they considered that like the hardest thing to do they hadn't even thought about um, what was going to happen afterwards and I'm like but I actually like traveling by myself <laughs> it's, it's quite good um, I don't know about yourself but sometimes um, and I guess being on a plane is almost a little bit of mini you know when you're trekking and you're out of touch you can you can turn off your devices if you want and you can just like literally just sit there and let the world flow by or uh, like my son and I did on one trip from Brisbane to LA. I think he was about eight or nine and we got on the plane and he said, how long is this trip, Mum? And I said, five movies, honey. <laughs> and that's literally what we did. We just watched movies the whole time. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's really um it's really valuable thing to hear also that most likely the things that are gonna be the best for you will not be supported by others. No. And there's 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 pushback and um it's not necessarily meant mean, but it's just no. it's too out of the box, right? For other people, their mind ends there. They cannot open up beyond that and so they're trying to impose that because that's all they know right yeah their yeah. ego is wanting to keep them safe and you yeah so it's, and you also yeah. mentioned the herd as well and uh, I think that's that's another valid point because um if you decide to do something that's not what everyone else in the herd is doing um you can make everyone else feel uncomfortable simply by doing that but also it creates that um that kind of feeling in the rest of the people that they have to they have to bring you back like you you need to stay you need to stay at our level you need to stay with the herd because you know we can't have you going off and doing something different because you might make us look bad or we might have to kick you out of the herd because you don't belong anymore. So there's a lot of dynamics that go on there. And and I get what you're saying. Like I I never took anything personally when people said to me, oh, my God, I can't believe that you decide to do something like that. It's like, well, that's okay. That's your opinion. Um, I don't really mind, you, you know. Um, you can express your opinion to me, but... Um, I'm still going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the most important to just keep on going unless, yeah. I mean, you can, you can double check, you know, like some things might be way too crazy there or mm. dangerous, but most of the time, you know, you had some decision why you wanted to do it and you're not going to mm. put yourself in danger. No. So I think hearing that is good that 
doing some growth, whether it be mentally or spiritually or physically, can have a lot of put pushback and you really cannot expect support, at least from your immediate surrounding, maybe from others. Yeah. Um, but not not necessarily right there. Yeah. And as I said, when when you know, if if I was in a group of people where it, you know, that was kind of the norm and everyone went hiking or trekking and this is what they did, that would have been very different. But like I didn't even know anybody who'd ever done this before. So, you know, that that whole um yeah like seriously like you're going to do what (laughs) and maybe that's part of what I like the little the shock factor of just telling people and saying yep that's what I'm doing I get that I I have that as well and it I think I get that feeling because doing this little spark doing this little different thing it really um makes you feel so much more alive and honestly I would say in your goal on the 10,000 inspiration I feel much more inspired by this I just love (laughs) hearing the stories of our podcast guests or in general yeah um, and be like yeah because I want this reminder I I honestly need this reminder like every day be like yeah don't let those negative thoughts over flood you focus on what you want to do and what you can do and look it's not over with maybe just like Michelle, when you're 57, you're going to go do something like your own Mount Everest. Yeah. Maybe I'm not going to do this, but my version. So yeah. 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 Your, your version of Everest base camp and that could be anything. I mean, for some people that might be as simple as um, getting on a podcast as guest or, you know, walking five kilometers because they've never done it before, but it's yeah challenge yourself challenge yourself to do something that maybe you've never done before or you know you've always thought might be too hard because the the feeling that you get when you achieve something like that is absolutely amazing I think everybody gets that and it mm. just leaves me smiling the whole time it's, it's <laughs> so great um, I'm, I'm really glad we we got you on the podcast and you got to share this um before I end this is there anything that you would really if if people only took one little thing of advice away and honestly there was way more in there but if you wanted to have one more extra thing or emphasize right. one more thing what would that be um I'm going to share with you the quote that I have on my cork board behind my computer because I think this, it really sums up everything. Um, And that is that you have everything you already need within you. You just need to find it. Sometimes you can find it by yourself and sometimes you need somebody's help, but it is there. That's so beautiful. This is the perfect ending. Thank you so much. I love this. It's quote. my absolute pleasure. It's it's so amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Michelle. I really enjoyed it. And I know Thank everybody you. listening will be as well. I got the information from you. I'm going to put this in the description of the podcast so that people sure. can know who you are, see a picture, reach out to you if they also want to be inspired. And That would um, be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Of and course, I am I am launching an online program next month, so I will send you the link for that as well. Yeah, we'll drop yeah. it in there for sure. 
Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time and uh, lifting us up and inspiring us all. Oh, as I said, my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Okay. And to all the listeners, have a great day. Thank you so much for being here. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a review on your favorite listening platform. There's more to us than the podcast. Your community awaits you in our free Facebook group. Click the link in the description to join the conversation now. You can also follow and connect to us on social media. Thank you again so, so much for listening. We really appreciate your time and support. With love, Lada and Ryan.